0: Grace Auburn Church family, this is Lee Cadden, executive pastor at Grace Auburn Church and host of this season's Grace Auburn Church podcast. On this episode three of season one, I'm joined again by lead pastor Matt Dean, and we have a long conversation about mission and how the church itself has always been on mission and how we, as an expression of the church in this local church, have been given a unique Mission that we as Grace Auburn Church exist for the city, the campus, and the nations to know and love Jesus. And we do that by establishing authentic gospel communities. And it is through those communities that, as we talked about in the last episode, we care for one another. But it is also the means by which we drop arms, so to speak, if we're holding hands in a circle and we turn outward and then grasp hands again on mission together to care for the city that the Lord has placed us in, the campus that perhaps as a student or professor or faculty member, you find yourself working and serving and studying on and to the nations that God has brought both to Auburn and the ones that he is sending us to, both in real current partnerships and in the ones that we hope to see happen in the very near future. And so uh, having spent much time in East Asia, Matt is incredibly passionate about the lost and incredibly passionate about unreached peoples and places coming to know and love Jesus. It's why so much of our worship service and so much of our culture and DNA actually looks the way that it does. And so if you're asking the question, why mission or what is the mission of this church, look no further. Episode three with Matt Dean. So excited to talk about our mission on mission. Hey, this is the Grace Auburn Leadership Podcast. This is episode three of season one, where we talk about being formed into the image of God, both individually and as a church together. This series in our leadership podcast has really been our attempt to peek underneath the hood of what makes us tick, what makes us unique and distinct as a local church, as a part of the Big C Church, both global and here in Auburn. And I'm joined this week again by lead pastor Matt Dean, brother, Welcome. Great to be here. We are so excited to continue this conversation together. In our last episode, I sat down with Caleb Farrow and Carrie Gleemaker talking about what does it look like for the people of God to belong to one another and what we call authentic gospel communities. Each week, we've unpacked components of our mission statement that Grace Auburn exists for the city, the campus, and the nations to know and love Jesus by establishing authentic gospel communities. And so uh, if if last week was a picture of us together clasping hands in a circle, looking at one another, bearing one another's burdens, praying for one another, bearing with one another all the things that come with being in messy community together, uh, kind of a rugged commitment to one another as we've called it at times, This week, what I want to do is kind of take that same image, that same picture of being the people of God, holding hands with one another, where we drop those hands, we turn outward, and then we clasp hands again, recognizing that, man, it is actually through this community of people that we are now bound together with that we engage all of the culture around us, whether that be in schools or the workplace, or it be... Uh, in our neighborhoods with, with, you know, neighbors that have needs or someone who asked this question or, hey, has the church ever thought about engaging this community in this way? And so I want to take the framework of our mission statement again, uh, but I want to look at it through the lens or I want to use it as a lens to look at how are we on mission together in this community through authentic gospel communities then, if that is the how we accomplish our mission. The what is really that the city that the campus and the people therein and that the nations, both that God has brought to us here in Auburn and as we think about and pray about the future of going and sending and, and having teams and missionaries around the world, what does it look like then for us to be on mission together? So I don't know if you have any initial thoughts, just kind of off the cuff from the hip as we start this. We'll get into some of these specifics in a minute, but just when you think about mission and this church, What comes to mind
1: for you? I think the first thing that comes to mind is what is God's mission? Mm. And before we begin to ask the question, what is our mission? I want that question to first be informed by what is God's mission. Mm. And we know that God's ultimate purpose is that the name of Jesus and the work of Jesus would be known and recognized and received and glorified around the world. And so we know that that's what God's mission is. And then our response is how do we join in? in that mission that God has already established and is working out. And we ask that next question in our context, yeah. how does the mission of God play out in the life of a local church? So that'd be my first yeah. response.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I think we talked about it in the, the first episode uh, a little bit of how the mission statement came to be. Uh, so th- I want to work through the city, I want to work through the campus, and I want to work through the nations. When we think about this church impacting and engaging those three uh, this could be a little bit of a little storytelling on how that mission statement kind of came to fruition. Uh, really, like you said, if, if that is God's mission globally, then we are a local microcosm or expression of that. So when we think about the church here in this city, we live in Auburn, Alabama, in and, and the auburn Opelika area, and we engage the city in a whole host of different ways, whether it be work or, or, or school or, or any other type of venue that we find ourselves in. But we exist— for the city to know and love Jesus through the establishing of authentic gospel communities. And so uh, I wanted to just kind of think through, what does it look like to do that together? Because mm-hmm. I think in some ways, when you think mission, you're like, oh, I need to be on mission. This is a, a solitary endeavor. This is something that I should do because that's my neighbor. And in so many ways, we're trying to yeah. trying to pivot that to, uh, hey, we're in this together, right? Yeah. So, So give me your thoughts just kind of as you think through— and when as we have have grown from a, a church that was 50 meeting and a Lutheran church to now being a church of you know closer to 700 if, if everybody showed up all at once right uh, what would it what does it mean for us to be on mission together and how to how do groups in your mind from your chair really kind of work itself out in this city
1: yeah I think first of all our shared identity is, as Christ followers um, and that belong to a local church there's a sense of unity and a direction and a shared DNA. And so I'm thinking of examples of how we as a church family, and I mean community at large, have impact in the city. So, you know, city is where people live, work, play, eat, buy groceries. And I think whether it's on the soccer fields or it's in local restaurants or it's in the grocery store or it's in the school pickup line, uh, that we as Christ followers that belong to this local church bear witness to Jesus, mm. that we're salt and light. And so I think a few things, particularly with our church, is there are a few local restaurants that on any given day, there will be a a representation of our church at these restaurants. And uh, one restaurant in particular, uh, we've become good friends with the owner who is not a follower of Christ, and yet he knows who we are. He knows the church that we belong to. He knows the kindness and our demeanor towards him and towards his restaurant staff. And I think That's a small example of how, as salt and light, we are living in the city on witness, on mission, uh, loving our neighbors and loving people in this city with great purpose and intention. I also think about on any given evening, you could go to a public park
0: Mm.
1: in in Auburn, and Auburn has great public facilities, and for sure you will encounter people that hold different passports than an American one, and what opportunities we have to be kind in the name of Jesus, to plant seeds of faith in the name of Jesus and to be a good neighbor to people in the name of Jesus. I think about the people in our church who are part of the public education system who are in the classroom or in administration or in healthcare or in business or in law, and they are living out their faith in real time in those places. And so when I think big picture of how are we on mission in this city called Auburn, Alabama, um, we do so as authentic gospel community because we, we belong to the same community. And there's something to say for being committed to one another and being submitted to one another, because that binds us together. But then at large, the thought of, hey, as a church family, we're in every sphere of influence in this city at this point. So how can we together as one community yeah. be salt and light where we are? Yeah,
0: no doubt. I, if If... if- You take the image of being um, scattered as missionaries, as we all are until Jesus returns. And in so many ways, Grace Auburn Church exists both in this in-gathering together on Sunday mornings where we we come together for encouragement and teaching and fellowship and all the things that we do and worship on a Sunday morning. And then we go into the community, into our groups, and as groups into the community really is— these outposts, these, these places where we carry the name of Jesus into all that we do, all that we say, uh, whether that's my fourth grader loving her Muslim friends or it's just being kind to the barista who's just really hoping to make it through and make it by. So we are a people that belong to one another, care for one another. We're also on mission together in the community. So the Grace Auburn exists for the city to know and love Jesus through the establishing of authentic gospel communities. That's the what and the how. The next what then would be that we exist for the campus. We exist for Auburn University and not the institution, Auburn University, but we exist to be a witness to and a partner with and a discipler of the many, many, many students that God has brought into this community and specifically that he brings into our communities, both on Sunday morning and and all of our community groups scattered around the community. And so I, I thought this would be kind of fun exercise for you and I specifically having been in campus ministry for as long as we've been in campus ministry in previous lives, right? To think through the establishing of this church to continue that on. So I'm gonna ask you a numbers question. I'm going to ask you a math question. How many years did you exclusively do campus ministry?
1: At least a decade.
0: At least a decade. So a decade as well for me. A little bit of overlap there here in Auburn, and then you both here in Auburn and in East Asia for for Lacey and I, having lived and worked on staff here in Auburn at a church that sent us to help plant Grace Auburn. But man, what an opportunity to be a church and to not only be a pastor, but for everyone listening to this podcast that considers Grace Auburn home, the opportunity and the privilege that we have to impact and love young adults, people who are moving from high school into adulthood. We, we like to say that college students are adults in a unique season of life. They're, they're not quite fully formed yet, and even upon graduation, we all know that we're not fully formed at 22. But, man, we have this window, this snapshot of time with them. I would love for you just to share your heart for college students kind of coming into our life. If you're a college student listening to this podcast— What is our heart for you in and through Authentic Gospel Communities while you're here in Auburn?
1: Absolutely. I think investing in college students is one of the most important investments uh, that anyone can make in their life. Because for college students specifically, this is the season of life where many of them are independent from uh, parental oversight. And they're making really, hopefully, good and wise decisions, but not Mm. all the time. But who am I? What am I going to do with my life? Um, Am I going to do that alongside someone? Who am I going to marry? What kind of spouse do I want to be? What's my vocation? What are my motivations? What's the end goal? And so I think for us as a church to be able to say, hey, college students, you matter. And college students, we want to give you a realistic example of what it means to be an adult member of a church who's fully committed now so that when you graduate and enter into adulthood, so to speak, you already know what it looks like to be an active, um, contributing member to not only society and to your workplace, but also to the life of the local church. And I think for me personally, I don't know that to be a church in Auburn, Alabama, and not focus on college ministry and college students makes any sense. And so for us it is a priority, but the priority is helping college students fully integrate into the life of a healthy local church where they know what it looks like to belong So that when they leave and when we export them, so to speak, to other cities or other nations, they have a working model of what it means to belong to other people who follow Christ, to belong to a local congregation, and to do so uh, out of joy in their heart because they experienced community in the life of a local church as a college student.
0: Yeah, you said a couple things that really stood out to me. The idea of... College students at some point, while some may stay, and increasingly people are staying in Auburn, but we have the unique opportunity in a town like this to send, to export, to say, Hey, while you are here, give everything you have for the sake of Jesus as you are formed into his image alongside of these other adult believers and the believers, uh, older adult believers, children. I mean, families being fully woven together and integrated into the life of college students. I think it's been such a sweet picture of the kingdom, and I think that's probably been a consistent thing that we've heard, and I know we talked about this in the last episode as well, of as college students find their way into Grace Auburn, they find themselves into relationships with families, and they find themselves staying at Grace Auburn and choosing to be members here because there's a true, deeply woven kind of Just the the goal is really to integrate students into the life of this church so that not only do they have a picture of what type of church they want to be a part of, but they get a glimpse of what does it look like to be a husband? What does it look like to be a wife? And for a lot of them coming out of situations and families where they don't have a very clear picture of that or they don't have a picture of something they want to replicate and being able to to model that here and now. So I love the vision and probably one of the earliest things that I remember in conversations with you in 2017 and in 2018 was that we would be a church that doesn't create a campus ministry that sits over here by itself, because we've both been a part of campus ministries that feel a little bit by themselves mm-hmm. oftentimes, but to truly weave into the fabric of our mission the life of college students as they come in here and, w- and and worship alongside of us, serve alongside of us, are in groups with us. They get to know our kids. They're babysitting. We're mentoring. They're pouring out their life as we pour our lives into them. So we do truly exist as a church in this community because this community really in a whole host of ways revolves around this educational institution that brings thirty to 40,000 people into its you know, banks, so to speak, from all over the world, and that is such a gift. And I, have always tried to think about if you move to Auburn and you lament college student traffic. In some ways, you kind of have your head in the sand, right? It's like wait, we. It's like moving to China, and saying, "Man, I just, I, I don't know what to do with all the Chinese people." It's like time out. You moved into a context because there was a a real desire and need to love those people well. And in so many ways in moving to Auburn, you've moved into a context, if especially if you're due to Auburn, where you've said, man, this, this community is marked by and shaped by this university. What would it look like for the church to then mark and shape the culture of some of those university students while we have them here? And so yes, for college students, we embrace you know, all this unique season of life and we have a, a certain set of you know different things that are for you, college Bible studies, campus on Thursday nights, those types of things. But man, it is such our heart to have you interwoven into all of the life of this church.
1: I think um, one of the things I look back on doing college ministry in the um, in the decade that we did it, um, both here and internationally, is I think now in my mid-40s, looking back on doing college ministry in my mid to late 20s, uh, the legacy that I can look back on now, and this is my argument for why the local church matters now in the lives of college students, is because In the life of a local church, you get to see healthy Christian marriage. Mm -hmm. You get to see healthy Christian parenting. You get to see both people in vocational ministry but also in uh, the workplace living out their faith in real time. And when I look back on um, the weddings I've officiated or the families that are now uh, raising their children, when I look back on overwhelmingly the amount of marriages that are still married or when I look back and look at these families that have chosen to adopt or chosen to serve overseas or chosen to leverage their businesses for the kingdom, I look back on that and go, what would it have looked like for them to have experienced that Mm. in the life of a local church? And what can we do now presently to make sure that any college student that wants to hear the gospel, any college student that wants to follow Christ, that we as a church family can model for them whatever their calling or career path, This is what it looks like for you in the next decade to grow in your maturity and knowing Jesus in whatever path God has you on.
0: Mm. I can vividly remember those first few years you referenced back to your 20s, and your 20s were much longer ago than my 20s were. Watch Um, it now. I'm not that old. (laughs) And I can remember, I think it was Louis Giglio, and I I don't think it was at Passion. I remember either reading or seeing in a— A video that he was asked the question why college students and this this image of college is the moment it is the season to all that you just said where where young people stand at a crossroads and they stand at a crossroads considering the way of jesus or the way of the world and that he as a pastor and former of a whole host of college students wanted to stand at the crossroads and just tell every single person he could, just consider Jesus. Mm -hmm. Would you consider the way of Jesus? Would you consider what Jesus has for your life? And I remember in my mid twenties feeling, that's what I want to give my life to. That's what I want the, the next decade or longer. And man now to be not just loving college students well, but to have college students just deeply embedded in the life of this beautiful picture of the local church that God has given Man, it is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sent out, I think, over the course of the last few weeks, we have prayed for and commissioned, and we truly mean commissioned and sent, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 40, 45 college students to, to literally all, all, you know, multiple continents. People going everywhere for the sake of business or mission or business as mission. It's a whole host of things and we get to do that together. We get mm-hmm. to do that in and through our communities. I think about college students that have found their way into communities, weddings that you've officiated in other cities, and entire community groups showing up at those weddings mm-hmm. because of the investment they've made in those students. And so that really is such a gift. It is such a joy. And so if if you are a member of Grace Albert and you are in community or you are looking for students to be involved in the life of your community, it very much is a part of, you know, mission critical. Mission number one for us is in shaping the lives of these young people that God has brought into our midst.
1: I'll say this. If you're the parent of a college student listening, going, what is this church that my college student is at? Yeah. I encourage you to reach out to us personally if there's anything that we can do. Mm to best welcome your college student in, especially if you're from out of state or not living locally here. Uh, As the parent of a college student myself who lives in another state, I know firsthand what I want for my children as they leave the home and move into the season of life called college. And so it really is our joy not only to welcome college students into the life of our local church, but to serve them well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we exist for the city, we exist for the campus, but we also exist for the nation's to know and love Jesus by establishing authentic gospel communities. And so uh, your season in East Asia, uh, so much of that forming you as a pastor, but also as a church planter uh, over these last four or five years, let's talk about the nations. Let's talk about the nations here, let's talk about the nations there, kind of a comprehensive look. When you think about the people of Grace Auburn loving internationals, what do you think of? What, what's the picture that you have in your mind when you think through, man, we exist for the nations to know and love Jesus by establishing authentic gospel communities?
1: When we first began the church, that vision was out of a burden mm-hmm. um, to remember that even here in our context, that there are dozens of nations and nationalities represented here. And mm-hmm. that's so easy, having lived as a foreigner, having lived as a minority, having lived as someone on the outside of society, outside of culture, outside of really being known, or in some situations even being welcomed, I know firsthand how awkward it can be to walk into a grocery store and no one looks like me, Mm. or to hear language that I don't understand, or to be in a place where I don't understand how the government works, or how traffic lights work, or any of those things. And so there is a soft spot in my heart now for internationals living in Auburn presently because I was them 8,000 miles from here. Yeah, that's right. And I remember our first year back from living overseas, uh, I was in a local grocery store and um, there were two college students that were speaking um, Chinese with one another and I understood everything that they were saying. And so I stood about eight feet away listening to them and they weren't talking about anything other than what eggs do we buy? And they couldn't figure out if it was chicken eggs or duck eggs or some some other protein. And and I I just went over to them and I said these are the ones that you want to buy. And they were so grateful because they just they couldn't figure out something as simple as what kind of eggs are we supposed to buy now yeah. that we live here. Yeah. Um, and when I think about the opportunity that we have. I first want to remember what I what I said in the beginning is that God is building his kingdom That's right. and that he created people and he created the diversity that we see in the world across ethnic and, um, and uh, national lines. And so when we look at God's mission to gather around the throne of Jesus, people from every tribe, tongue, and nation, I think to myself, why would we not want to be yeah. a part of what he's so committed to doing? And so... I think as a pastor, I want our church, especially our American members who have grown up largely in this culture, to discover a few things. One, there is such great joy in getting to know someone whose worldview is completely other than yours. Mm. And even if you don't agree on everything, there's something gained by, as one human being to another, trying to understand just how, one, how creative God is, but also how diverse uh, the world truly is. And and then I go back to the gospel that in Christ, we, there's one new humanity. So mm. how does mm. how does Jesus transcend and overcome all the cultural or ethnic or linguistic uh, challenges? And we know that he has, he can, he will, and he'll continue to do so. So mm. part of the thought of being a church committed to reaching the nations abroad, outside of our context, but even in our context is there's such great joy to be discovered when we get to know sincerely someone else from a different place
0: yeah you become far more compassionate you become far more understanding of just how vast god's creativeness is when you have friends that like you said are 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 wildly different than you they grew up with a wildly different set of experiences than you and wonderfully we have been able to welcome in people from a whole host of nations who were Christian when they got here. Some were not Christian and have become believers in our midst, and we've had the privilege of baptizing people from multiple continents and multiple languages. And you kind of get this, especially if you grew up in a very homogenistic kind of area, and, and I'm not saying that Auburn is homogenistic at all. I'm just saying that it is easy for us to find ourselves surrounding ourselves with people that look like us, think like us, feel like us, but to know that, man, we get, are getting just a, a taste, just a snapshot of what heaven will be like as we continue to want to welcome in the sojourner, to welcome in the foreigner. But that's a component of loving the nations that are, are, are serving the nations, existing for the nations to know and love Jesus. But we do as well have a very real heart for and are excited to start exploring as a church, what does it look like for us to go? Mm-hmm. What does it look like for us to send? What does it look like for us to partner with? I don't think we have things nailed down yet to, to be able to, to to say out loud yet, but we are excited and are asking, God, would you show us, in the same way that you've shown us who is on our doorsteps, and Auburn truly is an international, the loveliest international village, as I think you said before, mm-hmm. on the plains. Uh, we also recognize that, man, there's still 1.4 billion people that have not yet heard, mm-hmm. that have little to no access to the gospel, and so our, our praying on Sunday mornings for unreached people groups over the course of the next decade, 20 years, 50 years, and while it continues to welcome in, we continue to welcome in internationals, into our midst, We'll also be a church that says, "Man, we're gonna we're gonna go, and we're gonna send, and we're gonna leverage our whole life for the sake of more hearing who have not yet heard, more knowing that don't yet know." So as we think about being the church, as we think about being this church, we are, in fact, um, God's plan A for the world, and we're a part of that here in this community as we continue to grow, and we truly, truly believe that we exist as a body of believers that the people that we shop with, the people that we go to school with, the people that we play soccer with and against, and even that referee that you yelled at on—not or whatever, not you specifically. Yeah, I didn't not, yell. No, not, not that not, time. Not, not you yelling at the ref. <laughs> but all of our normal rub with people, right? Like, we get to do this on mission together. We get to love the students that God has brought to this community together, and we get to With one another, love the nations, and the nations have individuals, and those individuals have names and faces and souls. And so, as we continue to say yes and get to know and love and care for and honor, man, it just continues to blow my mind that we get to do this. I think we say that probably more times than not. And I think there are certain weeks we need the reminder that we Mm -hmm. get to do this, and then there's other weeks we're like, man, Mm -hmm. we get to do this. This is so exciting. And so, we are on mission. We are as the Church of Jesus Christ here in Auburn, Alabama, uh, existing for the city, the campus and the nations to know and love Jesus by establishing authentic gospel communities. Any other final thoughts? Any things you want to share? Anything just kind of as we think about being this church, things you're excited about, things that are on your heart?
1: Yeah, I would just I would my my wrapping up would be this that as someone new to the church or someone a part of the church listening to this podcast, I would say that the opportunity you have to make a difference in the lives of other people is right before you. And so uh, because of where you live here in Auburn, Alabama, you have every opportunity to invest your life, to leverage your life strategically in the lives of people here in the city. You have every opportunity to invest your life in the next generation of Christian leaders, of next Christian marriages, of next Christian parents, as we see these college students marry and enter into their career paths Um, and you have every opportunity not only to welcome the nations but to befriend the nations Mm -hmm. and to see Jesus's commitment to lead the nations to put their faith in him and so I encourage you even if you've never been a part of a church committed to these areas of focus would you endeavor to discover the joy of what it looks like to say Lord I'm here Mm -hmm. Uh, my yes is on the table and so would you bring college students into my life would you bring passport holders from other nations into my life. Would you open my eyes so that I could see someone whose skin looks different from me or someone whose language sounds different from me or someone whose culture is different from me? And Lord, would you give me the strength to love these people well, because I know that life is not about me, but it's ultimately about what you're doing in your kingdom that you've already committed to doing.
0: On behalf of the Grace Auburn Church family, thank you for listening to the Grace Auburn Church podcast. If you'd like more information about partnering with us and our mission or ways that you can get connected, please go to our website, graceauburn.church.